I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. If you're working as an accountant and you lose your job, nobody really notices. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. <laughs> it is Tommy Moore! Robbie Robbie Weekly. Little reverse pass, and oh! Hello and welcome to the 42 Rugby Weekly, episode 3, the final episode of our Making the Lions series. We're rounding it off with the back threes and centres for the Tour de South Africa in 2021. Gavin Casey here in studio in Cork and I'm joined on the line as always by Murray Kinsella of the 42.e. How are you Murray? I'm great Gav, I'm enthused by the announcement from New Zealand Rugby, the announcement we've been waiting for really that they're um, close to getting back into training, New Zealand's alert level for COVID nineteen is is going to be reduced. It looks like over the the next uh, week or so, and that means the teams will be able to get back training for a possible return to a kind of Kiwi Derby Super Rugby comp, maybe even starting next month, which would just be absolutely brilliant. Bowden Barrett in a Blues jersey playing against the Crusaders and his old team in the Canes, some of the best players in the world, and um, back on the pitch and back on TV. So. Obviously, there's a lot of ifs and buts, and, and we know all that with, what, with what's going on, but it's definitely really exciting. So, uh, yeah, I'm in good form. How, how are you? I'm super thanks. It's hard to beat a bit of good news. How are you getting on, Bernard? Yeah, same as same as Murray, just starting to see some green shoots and, and you know, possible timelines um, is great. I think two or three weeks ago, we were all, um, you know, there was so much negativity and, and we're in the dark so much that, uh, around around sport restarting but I, th- I thought the government's five-stage plan you know was a start and, and um and now you know seeing what the new zealand will be doing uh, new zealand rugby union are, are planning the nrl is starting back in two or three weeks um i got a, a pdf of of what the swiss um uh, rugby union are, are, are planning in terms of their rollout so you're just seeing you're just seeing little little sparks that um you know would like to, would would lead to a bit more optimism around when we can start seeing, you know, some some live sport played again, albeit uh, 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 on uh, without probably crowds for a while. But look, I think we'll take we'll take that um, for sure, given given the, the the starvation we've had of it for the last you know couple of months. Certainly will, and it does certainly look as though at least we'll have a Lions tour next summer to look forward to. And all of these podcasts won't be in vain. Murray, how are you breaking down uh, your selections? In the backs, how many centres, how many back threes are you bringing? Yeah, so we said we'd kind of limit ourselves, I think, to an overall squad of 39, which is a few less than the last time around, but there are two fewer games, obviously, on this tour. So um, what I ended up doing was going for just four centres because, as we discussed on the last podcast, Owen Farrell is obviously a very strong option to start at 12 in the series as well. So he can he can cover there, and, and, th- and that gives you the five centres. Um, and then I went with eight back three players, which seems like a lot, and indeed is probably more than the the back row players even we picked. But we have a couple of second rows there who can slot in in the back row as well. And there really were a lot of good players in the back three, and it was a, a tricky place to pick, even in terms of that overall squad. So yeah, I went with four centers and eight back three in the end, um, and a couple of those back three guys can also play in the center as well. Right. What were you thinking, Bernard? Yeah, I, I I went the same. Uh, um, I don't want to be green for the sake of green, but I, I did go the same way, and uh, I actually didn't think there was. I thought it was more qu- quantity, probably in terms of uh, back three than there maybe was um, center wise. So I, I would have been happy enough to go with um, to go with four and 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 eight. Would you mind kicking us off there? So let's call it left wing, but eleven, I suppose, on your starting team, Bernard. Um, 
who is one of those back threes to begin with. Yeah, left wing for me is Johnny May. Is is is, is Johnny May? Um, I just think he's improved so much. Uh, he's obviously got unbelievable uh, pace, um, but I just think he's developed into a into a, you know a great player. And uh, you know it's interesting. Gloucester have, have signed him from from Leicester back from Leicester. I think Leicester probably didn't get value out of him in terms of. Uh, the amount of games he got, but at international level, he just um, is for me is bringing it to um, another level, and uh, and and I would have him starting at the moment, to be honest. Murray, your choice at eleven? Yeah, I'm the same as as Bernard again on this one. Um, impossible to leave him out at the moment. I think his record's obviously incredible in terms of tries scored. He, I checked it there; he's 29 in 55 tests, so absolutely lethal. That pace just makes him such a good attacking weapon, but. As Bernard says, it's been so impressive to see how he's rounded out his game and developed. Like, I'll put my hand up. I used to think he was a bit of a headless chicken, that he was all about that gas and didn't have a whole lot else to his game. Um, but he has worked so hard. And, and that's all you hear from even some of those England behind-the-scenes videos, that he's he's almost turned into a leader, a kind of different personality and um, maybe views things differently to, to other leaders. But he works relentlessly hard at his game. And, and you can see it now. And even in the aerial skills, he's so strong in that area, making really good reads in defence. And then his off-the-ball work, I think, is exemplary, really. Any young winger should be watching him. And, and he, just how hard he works across the pitch to to create those kind of overloads in both channels. He's not just a, he's not just a right wing if he's starting there or a left wing if he's starting there. He's all across the pitch and he's... Um, just relentless in that work rate he turned 30 last month but like he is in serious nick physically so I don't think it would be a, a, a big ask to start it and uh, start and excel really for the Lions at 31 if it is next year he's a really complete wing in my eyes and definitely one of the first names really I add on on the team sheet that's one of the the interesting points about Johnny May actually Bernard the fact that like his age right he's 30 as Murray says will be 31 in South Africa but even though in, with some athletes, generally speaking, rugby players, when they get to that age, you might notice a slight drop-off in terms of athleticism. There really doesn't seem to be, at least to my uh, untrained eye, anything resembling that in May. He seems to be as quick, if not quicker, than ever. Yeah, I think he's a great example to give to any player who's probably gifted with with a with a super strength. Um, uh, uh, so obviously his super strength initially was speed, and uh, I I agree with Murray. He was a player I didn't really, you know, fancy. Obviously he could have exceptional moments, but um, I thought he had a lot of a lot of weaknesses that were were holding him back. And and I think it's amazing to see how, you know, he's bought into this. I suppose the the nitty gritty of of his craft and um, has developed areas of the game that certainly were weak. There were once weaknesses and are now strengths, and and that's around, I suppose, mainly around his aerial skills um, are phenomenal, but also his his ability to, to kick a full pace, which a lot of players don't have, and kick accurately, um, and also you know the, the, probably the last part would be his work rate. I mean, he's um, he's always in the right position uh, defensively and and attack wise. Uh, when he roams, he roams to to good effect. So um, there has been no drop off, uh, you know, in his I suppose athleticism. And if anything, he looks he looks even better. And you know, he's he's now big physical. He used to be quite quite light um, and rangy, whereas now he's physical defensively. He puts in big hits. He makes good reads. So um, yeah, I think to be honest, if you were picking, if I was picking a world fifteen at the moment, um, you know, he'd be probably hard to oust as as left winger in a world fifteen. So. Um, but again, you know, there is players I've played with and coached that have 
a superpower or super strength in one area, but sometimes they're not willing to to really go and, and dig deep and try and upskill in other areas. And he's just a, a phenomenal example at 29, 30, still seems to be getting better. A couple of more back threes to name, obviously, but we'll go in order of numbers. So moving on to inside centre for now um, and your starters, who do you go with there, Murray? Allowing for the fact that I think you went with Farrell as your starting 10, but it is possible, clearly, that he could be starting at 12 in real life. Yeah, absolutely, and, and certainly could happen on tour. I, I went for Farrell there because, as I mentioned, I think he's he's just a better, certainly, defender in that position. And if he's going to be one of those real leaders, I think it makes sense to have him there. Um, so at 12, I went for Manu Tuolagi, who is really a 13 and has played his best rugby at 13, but obviously has a lot of experience at, at 12 as well. I think over the last 18 months or so, we've seen him back to his kind of wrecking ball best, really like close to unstoppable on the game line at times. Very hard to to manage for defenders, even if there are multiple defenders um, looking to get into that tackle. He's just a dominant force, isn't he? Um, and it feels, again, like he's been around for, for ages. He he has, of course. He, he broke through really young. Um, but he's only 29 or turning 29 pretty soon. And um, that kind of surprised me. I, I expected him to be over 30 when I went to check it. He obviously played in 2013. He had a couple of injury, injury issues and... He was on the bench for that third test when O'Driscoll famously got dumped and um, he missed 2017. He has a lot of injury issues, but when he's at his best, he's just remarkably hard to defend against. He obviously smashes people in the tackle as well. We've seen a couple of times where that's, even recently, where that's um, slipped over the, the edge and obviously the, the incident against Wales was very um, difficult to watch and um, he did put his hand up to be fair but he's a wrecking ball when it's really controlled aggression and I think just in terms of playing the box and the physical force that they are I think you need a guy like that um, ideally yeah he'd, he'd probably pick himself at 13 but I think if my 13 obviously is, is John Davies in, in this instance not not obviously actually but I've gone for him um, at 13 and I think Tulagi can slot into 12 I wouldn't be surprised though if, if Farrell does end up playing at 12 and, and one of those guys is at 13 um, because that gives you another different kind of a, a approach but for for the starting the starting uh, 15 in my head I've gone for Tulagi 12 and, and Davies at 13 are they your midfield pairing as well, Bernard? Definitely, they. they... Yeah, I think Farrell. Yeah, I would agree that Farrell could easily play twelve, um, and if he does, I think Tulagi will will get the starting shot at thirteen. But um, you know, I would have no problem playing Manu at twelve and, and John Davies at at thirteen either. I mean, obviously, we're taking for granted that that John Davies comes back to um, the form the form he has. I still really think Ringrose is a, is a, is an option as well. I think. Um, he's obviously not the same uh, kind of size as, as some of the other options, but um, I think if you played a Manu, Manu Tulagi at 12, you could play Gary at, at 13. Um, so, yeah, you know, I don't have any issue with that um, at all. Uh, my starting, yeah, my, my, my starting 12, 13 um, is, is, is Farrell at 12 and, and Manu at 13. Farrell 12, Tulagi at 13. Ringrose is an interesting one, Murray. Like, he... Definitely has um, the all-round ability to be worthy of a seat on the plane at the very least. Could you see him possibly nearly gate crashing a, a starting fifteen in South Africa, or is that being slightly too ambitious at the moment when you have players of the caliber of Tulangi and Davies? I can I can absolutely see that happening, and and he's for me a nailed-on 
uh, Taurus definitely I think he's going to be really close to the test team he's a little bit different maybe in physique to to Davies and obviously to Tuolagi I think everyone is he's just um, a real freak of a, a physical specimen but Ringrose offers something a little bit different I think his footwork is genuinely world class that ability to beat defenders to not even make a, a clean line break but to get to an inside or outside shoulder get a gain line and make everything easier on the next phase it's it's really it's actually overlooked at times even when he doesn't make the breaks he's he's actually making those valuable meters that make everything easier for for the players on the next phase and um, so he gives you that beautiful dancing ability on the ball i think the challenge for him probably is to be he's 25 now is to be just a really complete outside center and, and offer like the, the kind of run kick pass decision making um perfection as much as he can where he's making those decisions really well all the time rather than always backing his ability to beat defenders which is hard to ignore and, and he usually gets um gains in that area i think his kicking game is something that's definitely in his mind and in Stuart lancaster's mind in, in leinster to to work hard on and you've seen really nice glimpses of that with those kind of long right-footed grubber kicks something that jonathan davies does really well actually we should mention just that left foot and his ability to kick he can be used for exits as well obviously but he, he does put those clever little dinks in behind with the with the left boot um and ringrose can definitely continue to improve in those areas as well as kind of long passing game bringing others into the into the attacking um shape and framework he, he has all the vision and intelligence i think to do those things really well he is a really intelligent defender as well i think one of the best in the game really when your numbers down when you're on that kind of jockey and you've got to manage an overlap he's very intelligent in doing that not the biggest lump of a guy and people probably tend to look at his missed tackle stats a lot but I think some of those missed tackles are, are brilliant bits of defense to be honest um yeah he does slip off a couple where you'd he himself would be hard on himself and say he should complete those hits in behind the the defensive line when he's coming forward at speed but very often he's making good reads and and being a really good uh, cog in the defensive system so i think he's going to be really close i think he's a, an excellent footballer and a really intelligent guy and uh, very hard working obviously as well um so there there there's going to be a real challenge on davies or tulagi whoever's at 13 definitely and what is it about tulagi bernard that would separate him from davies to your mind as starting 13 if farrell was to start at 12 I, I think he's on a different level in terms of power um, and I think it's such a shame that he's he's missed so much rugby over the last you know three or four years that we don't we haven't seen um, we haven't seen as much of him as as probably we would like. But when he's on his game, I don't think there's any you know he, there's any centre in Europe who who has the ability to to get you go forward. Um, and uh, yeah, and, uh, he's just he's just a different level. He's like he's the Bini Budapola of of. Uh, of of centres um, in terms of being able to give you consistent go forward, but he also he has subtleties to his game. He he can be a playmaker, um, particularly off strike moves where the opposition is so worried about his power that sometimes that outside defender is tempted to jam in to help, and you know he's able to make those passes late um, in a strike play to, that creates space on the outside. So um, you know I think he's he's just, he's just on a different level when he's fit, uh, and that's. Um, you know that's why he's uh, Leicester probably have suffered so much with him not being able to play the games, um, the number of games they would have liked. But when he plays for England or Leicester, he, he completely changes the the whole, I suppose, performance level of a team, which is incredibly rare. But um, you know, for me, he he's he is one of the outstanding players, and um, you know, Warren Gatlin will be 
crossed his fingers and toes that you know he's he's fit to get on a plane to South Africa. Moving on to the right wing, then who do you start there, Murray, at fourteen? Um, well, I went for Anthony Watson. Uh, my English bias again returning, but um, I think he, he's actually only twenty six. Again, I'm surprised by a lot of people's ages when I go and look at it. He feels like he's been around for ages. He's obviously come back from a horrific Achilles tendon rupture, which for an explosive player, pacey player like him, you would worry about, um, particularly given that he re-injured it on the way back and was out for a long spell. Really horrific stuff for for him, and and you worried that he wouldn't quite get back to that same dynamism but he certainly has and I mean you saw it recently in, in the in the Six Nations just how lethal he is when he's got ball in hand he's got this it, it looks like his legs are moving um, so much quicker than everyone else's they, they obviously are but it, it, it almost looks cartoonish at times the way he's um, stepping and accelerating and decelerating and um, constantly fighting for, for inches and very difficult to put on the ground he, he's just so explosive and can change direction so sharply um, he's just a, a brilliant attacking weapon in that sense he obviously has played a lot of fullback and I think he brings that nice awareness to his uh, backfield play and his decision making and uh, understanding of what other defenders are, are going through and what situation they're in around him so I think he's got that intelligence to his game as well his his strike record not not as lethal as Johnny Mays he's got 18 tries in 43 tests um but I I wouldn't doubt him if you give him half a chance to to finish it off he obviously featured in 2017 in the Lions tour probably didn't quite explode to the to the scale that Gatlin had hoped for but um clearly Gatlin's a, a big fan of his and I think he's brilliant on the wing and, and gives you that ability to cover 15 from there as well so um, yeah went for him in the end but there's plenty of competition in the back three which way did you go Bernard at 14 I, I picked uh, Watson as well to be honest um, I, 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 I don't think that there's he's closer for me than um, than Johnny May I think there's probably more contenders who'll, who'll put it up to him and um, you know some of them mightn't be um right wingers you know all the time I, I the guy i thought could potentially force his way into the back three on the wing um was josh adams to be honest um i, I just think that he has something about him he's not as quick as watson or or, or johnny may you know he's not you know he's not the elaborate footwork of of a darcy graham he doesn't have the power of a george north um but his enthusiasm um is infectious to be honest and he plays way bigger than he actually is, and um, you know he's a proven try scorer, uh, very good in the air, um, and I think that'll be really important. I think the um, the kicking game will be absolutely massive, massive over there, and, and particularly with how Nino Barr, uh, the, the South African, the Springboks defence coach, is, is is really trying to ramp up that rush defence again. Um, I think that you know kick space uh, and cross field kicks and contestables um, will be a huge part of the Lions game plan and strategy so um, someone like Josh Adams for me he would be better in those areas than Anthony Watson I'm not saying Anthony Watson's weak in those areas but I actually put him in as as um, as a guy neck and neck with Watson and, and at the moment I've gone for Watson but uh, I think it'll be very tight hmm. Adams was he top scorer at the World Cup as well Murray's he's kind of coming into uh, prominence at the right time for Lions Tour yeah he's been sensational hasn't he really prolific um i checked his record as well as 14 and 24 so he's just been excellent at, at test level and definitely keeps getting better all the time um 
you know probably came into it with a lot of people not knowing a huge amount about him having played in England which it may be in Ireland people don't get to see a lot of it but um, he really has captured uh, attention ever since brilliant in the World Cup and, and totally agree with Bernard about um, his ability in the air as well I, I think you probably have him slotting in on the left and you could push Johnny May across to the right I think that's a very realistic scenario as well um, and I don't think you'd be missing out on much by having Josh Adams in there you'd be gaining a lot as well he's just um, yeah I totally agree he punches above his, his weight doesn't he um, and would be a great option I think he'll definitely definitely be on the plane he has played 13 before so I, I and he's a he, he's yeah he, he's def- for me he's definitely going to be on the plane and he obviously he plays more left wing but I just thought um, I thought he could he could push in somewhere into that team to be honest and if he was going to push in yeah I agree Murray you could maybe move Johnny May across to the right or I wouldn't have any issue with, with, with Josh Adams playing um, on the right as well he'd never you know he would always do a job for you the other one we're missing out on is George North and, and I, I I deliberated on him and again it's 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 not current form um, that's for sure but you know could he you know could he get one massive uh, tour out of himself again, and um, you know for sure, Gats Gats Gatlin's not knows how to use him. Um, you know he is that big physical presence um, that would be massive there. Probably his all-round footballing game would be a weakness, and if they go for this, you know fifty twenty-two, if that comes in in time, um, that could be an issue for him. But he's one that I deliberated over. But on current form, I had to I had to go without him to be honest. Not not to travel, uh, but. Um, to start in the test match so you have him in your touring squad I have I know and that's complete yeah. loyalty to uh, to the past but I, I, I do think um, I do think he I'm, I'm backing him to get back to, to somewhere where he needs to, or he has in the past and if he has I, I think Gats could could bring him as a bit of a wild card and, and try and get the best out of him down there yeah and no better man to get the best out of him like you think of 2013 when he picked up Flau, I know that was the kind of snapshot moment, but the try he scored obviously as well was sensational. An individual score in a Lions Test series is not something that's too common and he was he was just brilliant. I, he hasn't been at that level for a long time now, so I ended up just, he he was the kind of next best for me. I left him out of the, the touring party, but as you say, if he gets back, and, and that's a lot, of, it's the case with a lot of players, and we've I've selected someone who aren't at their best and you'd back them to get back. And if he does return to that kind of form, then you definitely can't leave him out. Bernard, who did you go with at fullback? Fullback for me was Liam Williams. Um, I think it's a very, very strong area. Um, but I think Liam Williams is is probably the best fullback, you know, um, at the moment, Elliot Daly will be putting up to him. Short hog for sure has probably better attacking uh, prowess than, than both of them. Um, but for me, Liam Williams is 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 the most complete in all areas um, of the fullbacks there. So he, he's my starter. Any arguments there, Murray, or did you go a different way? <laughs> no, this is this is bad for our, our dispute levels, but I went for the exact, yeah, we have the exact same starting team. Uh, Williams, yeah, for me, he's the most complete of those options again. We haven't seen a lot of him, obviously, we haven't seen him at all since the World Cup because of the injury picked up there. Um, but you think back to how he was playing before that like pure class in the air you remember that England game um, in Cardiff where you just no one could compete with him up there he's very slight looking obviously a, a kind of strange kind of shape and, and the kind of bow legs you don't expect him to be as 
punchy as he is in, in contact but there's so much aggression in him that he's managed to control so well certainly in the, the latter stage of his career he was yeah he was definitely a bit headless earlier on and you you feared he would give away penalties or, or maybe even cards um, and that side of his game had to improve but it has he, he looks so much more mature and you, you've heard him talk about it he's done interviews speaking about how he's um, definitely grown in that area and now he he's channeling it all into really aggressive contributions from fullback I think his backfield coverage is, is really good as well obviously Lee Halfpenny he's a master of that but Williams has probably picked up pieces from him as, he, as he's gone along he is really capable of those kind of breakout attacks as well the, the turnover attack you think of the Sean O'Brien try in the first test in 2017 where it's him who kind of kickstarts it helped by a lovely little block by Ben Teo on, on Sonny Bill um, but he he's well capable of doing that as well um, and a really willing tackler as well he's he loves getting stuck into the contact so he, he has it all really it is a, a great area Stuart Hogg is one who I'd say the romantic in me would love to just see him start and um, in 2017 he was very unlucky remember he collided heads with Connor Murray early on and he, he had to go home um, and in 2013 he was obviously very young he probably gives you an option to change things up and he's a very exciting player and um, still only 27 I think um, so he'd be a brilliant one to watch so exciting and in those moments where the game does kind of become a little bit more scattered he's unbelievable at picking out opposition weaknesses in the defensive line I've never seen someone so good at locating props and slower defenders um, especially on turnover he's, he's brilliant at that and Ireland have learned that to their detriment a few times before so he'll be pushing hard particularly now I think he's he's gotten even better in a short space of time with Exeter, uh, an excellent team, obviously brilliant coaches there. Um, and you're probably seeing, um, yeah, again, he's pushing that complete side of his game and, and becoming more rounded. I think he's going to be a better player the longer he is in Exeter um, and obviously maturing as well as a, as a captain with Scotland. He He's going to learn lessons as well from what's happened, particularly against Ireland, obviously not finishing that try, but uh, a brilliant tourist as well to have and, and a great option there. Daly's a lovely one as well with that left foot kicking ability that's a really big weapon to have um, especially if you're as Bernard mentions that looks like it's going to be a, a huge part of the Lions um, attacking system and, and uh, game plan so it's going to be ferociously com- competitive there um, but Williams for me at his best is, is the best of the lot Where does uh, Williams separate himself from Hog Bernard to your mind uh probably a little bit more aerially capable are there other areas of his game in which he is just a better player than Hogg? Yeah, I think defensively um, uh, defensively and in contact uh, I think he's he's more dominant um, more dominant in those areas he has a real kind of mongrel attitude about him um, he seems to play with a chip on his shoulder um, very combative very aggressive uh, Murray's already said it but yeah he just takes the boxes he's probably Look, Stuart Hogg has got more X-Factor, uh, and I agree he's going to get better um, in a good environment, uh, but I, I still think he has moments. And I'm not talking about not putting the ball down against Ireland. I mean, that's obviously a high-profile one, but there's there's other moments where he can sometimes drift a little bit um, and uh, maybe a little bit loose and, 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 and a little bit over-ambitious um, at certain times, whereas Williams, for me, he's got a really good balance between being pragmatic um, but when an opportunity is there, you know his, his ability to make that decision quickly and go for it is superior to to Hog. Um, Daly's a guy who's improved, you know, improved a lot. Obviously, left footer is going to be huge, um, and that's a great strength to his bow. But uh, again, for me, it's just 
very tight, but Liam Williams um, is probably the more consistent performer in all areas of fullback play um, than, than, than the other two, and that's why he gets it. Rounding off the plane then, so lads, I think you've both got two more centres and then five back threes to select as part of an overall squad. Starting with yourself, Bernard, who else have you gone with in the centre outside of your starters? Yeah, I, I think there's probably um, there's probably a weakness at 12, to be honest. Um, like If you don't put Manu there um, or, or you don't move Owen Farrell there, there wasn't um, a huge amount. Hadley Parks is apparently going to Japan and that could be confirmed now, so... I, He'll probably be out of the picture. For me, he would have been, you know, a guy who would have been on the plane, great tourist, tough man, um, you know, a very effective player, a guy who's kind of developed late in life as well. Um, so I was thinking of Robbie, Robbie Henshaw to get on the plane, to be honest. And again, probably not, um, you know, based on, on, on recent form, but I, I still think Robbie's got a huge, huge amount um, to offer, would cover 12, 13. Um, on a on a tour and can give you that go forward um, if if you need it and uh, so he it was Robbie for me uh, Manu Gary Ringrose and, and Jonathan Davies um, with probably Manu and Robbie being your twelves and obviously uh, Gary and 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 uh, Jonathan Davies being your thirteens with with Farrell being an option at twelve and then obviously I, I you know if you were really stuck I had Josh Adams who could play um, thirteen as well um, but again there's not there's not as many games in this tour so. You probably don't need too much versatility um, in, in that position when you already have five to pick from. What about yourself, Murray? Yeah, I totally agree. The, the 12 one, I don't know, it wasn't obvious. Um, and that's why it was more straightforward to go for Tulagi there. Um, I think if Halley Parks is available, yeah, it sounds like he's off to Japan. Um, but I don't know. I think Gatlin would love to bring him on tour, even if he's over there. I don't know what the terms of the contract might or might not be. But if he's allowed. Uh, get out of Japan for the the space of the tour. I could I could see him going over and and um, being one of those kind of leader figures and a, a good tourist and a tough man as well who push every single center ahead of him and be really competitive in in training sessions. I, I think he'd be the next one in line for me. Uh, Henry Sade's another guy worth shout, but I think you have l- loads of cover there with Tuilagi, Davies, Ringrose, all being thirteens. Slade again is a lovely kicking option. He's got that kind of gliding running style. Uh, always looks like he has plenty of time on the ball. Um, I really enjoy watching him play, but you probably have to go for a 12. So I went with Hadley Parks, but that is with the qualifier that he's actually available. Otherwise, my, my next in line would have been Henshaw. Um, again, I think he's just got a little bit more about him in terms of you see how he plays for Leinster and he's got that offload ability and he likes to use his footwork and um, he's also excellent at carrying in traffic off line outs and being direct. He uses his footwork to get a little bit of a, a space before the carry. Um, but someone like Bundyaki obviously will be in the mix as well, a really physical presence and someone that you think Gatlin might actually rate quite highly. The other guy who I uh, kind of briefly considered was Sam Johnson with Scotland, who's a really lovely footballer and um, has a nice creative edge. Um, he's kind of unglamorous in what he does, but one of those guys who makes life easy for everyone. So uh, there were a couple options there, but if available, uh, I've Hadley Parks as my fourth centre. Bernard, can you round us off there? So with, the best of the rest in your back threes um, yeah so I think we both picked three full backs so Liam Williams Elliot Daly and Stuart Hogg um, obviously Williams can play wing uh, Elliot Daly can play wing if, if you need to and then um, I had Johnny May I had Anthony Watson and, and Josh Adams in um, I have George North on the plane uh, so 
that's me with one left. Um, and I suppose the contenders for me here were uh, Darcy Graham, um, Blair Kinghorn, Jack Nowell, uh, Jacob Stockdale was obviously, I had to look at him, but he's not on the plane. Um, Joe Coccozina, uh, again, you know, I think he's someone who has freak athleticism, freak power, and, you know, could be, could be a dark horse um, for, for the plane. But the dark horse I'm going to go with is actually James Lowe uh, as, my, as my, I suppose, uh, last, last spot as a back three player, last spot as a winger. I just think, again, he could be somebody who uh, would thrive in that kind of environment. You know, obviously I'm taking for granted that he forces his way into, well, not, you know, not even forces his way into international rugby. I think if, if he was still doing it at the top level in, in Champions Cup this time next year, um, he may be a guy that Gats feels uh, could give him a little bit of something different. Uh, obviously, he might not have the pace of the of the other contenders, but in terms of, I suppose, his contact skills, in terms of getting the team go forward, in terms of playing the game on his feet and bringing other people into the game, um, I just think he could be a, a nice, a nice different profile, kind of similar to what Jack Nowell does, to be honest, where. Um, a jack in a box and, and, and popping up and running at edge defenders off breakdowns. Um, and we don't see Lowe doing that much for Leinster, but you know, out in the outside channels, he just has this freakish ability to fend well and, and, and as I said, stay on his feet and get keep the ball alive. And uh, I have him in as a, as a bit of a left field uh, shout for my last, last spot on the plane. I absolutely love that shout. Murray, which way did you go? Yeah, well, Birch has ruined my headline surprising moment there <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't say him so I could I could be the one to, with the brains but uh, yeah beat me to it I, I think he'd be a brilliant tourist I think he'll he'll adapt to or step up to uh, international rugby really well and it's just so exciting to have a guy like that involved in test rugby um, where often things are structured and he's getting so much better at, at doing all that and being part of the system and making reads that fit in with what Leinster are, are doing. He's playing so many minutes for Leinster as well. A lot of times when people aren't watching in Pro 14 weekends, um, and myself and Bert's probably are, and seeing just how much he's improving and uh, getting more intelligent, intuitive and making all those reads and being in the right places. He's obviously a, a physical freak as well. He's so hard to tackle. He's he's robust. He, he barely ever gets injured or even stays down hurt he's just really strong and powerful I think the offloading ability as well is so exciting he's always looking for that that chance to keep the ball alive and I think he'd be a brilliant lion I think a guy who'd be massively popular as well with you know all the fans from all the other countries he's obviously a great character um, brilliant for the journalists if he's there as well so he's definitely on, on my plane and I went for Jack Noel as the, the other one again because he can offer you something really different um, you know Eddie Jones is obviously a big fan of his even if he's not always playing he's had injury issues more recently um, but like Jones talking about him playing as a blindside isn't that crazy because he gives those skills as well he's a brilliant jackal player really good around the breakdown unbelievably aggressive and um, powerful even in clearing out defenders at, at breakdowns as well as having that sensational footwork um, it was such a pity because he just got back before the break in rugby uh, watched him play for Exeter in the Premiership and again it was just so exciting the way he goes um, again it can look like he's meandering at the start and then you realise he's finding a passage through the defence somewhere you didn't even know there was one and no one else did and, and suddenly he's through on the other side so Again, a guy who can really change things up and, and I think he'd be an excellent player to have uh, potentially even off the bench um, because of that that ability to, to change things up. So 
Lowe and, and um, Noel are my last two. There's there's a, a host of other candidates, really. Um, there's experienced people like Earls and Halfpenny. Uh, Darcy Graham's another exciting one who can who can change things up as well. Conway, obviously, is improving rapidly, really. And, and Stockdale, if he could get back to his very best, is, is a lethal weapon as well in terms of, of ball in hand and definitely has a, a lot to improve on the other side of his game, but um, he'll back himself to get there. One kind of real wild card that might come into the the frame is Louis Rees Samish, um, who's now obviously in the the Wales kind of camp and very young, very raw still, obviously. But he looks like an incredible finisher, um, and if you're looking for someone to to put away tries, which obviously Gatlin will be, he's going to be in the mix, I would imagine. Obviously, would be um, a real outside shot, but. There's usually one or two selections that surprise everyone and, and he might just be that guy. Joe Thakna-Singh is another one who we haven't seen a, a lot of. He was really injured through the through the World Cup, wasn't he? Um, um, and But he was there w- with England, so we didn't get to see a lot of him. But uh, really powerful, really big guy. Very difficult to, to tackle when he's got a bit of space. So if you can build plays to, to get him into good positions then he'd be a, a massive weapon against the box who are obviously very physical themselves so there's a load of really strong and interesting candidates there but um, low and null for me uh, Bernard over the course of the three episodes so far as you've been assembling your squads there haven't been a great number of Irish players I think only sort of six or seven that would be unanimous uh, amongst yourself Murray and Darren Cave maybe even fewer so give some peace of mind to listeners most of whom are Irish uh, as to how things can turn around, how quickly things can turn around for some of the Irish players that have maybe just about missed your plane or Murray's. Yeah, I think um, I think obviously there's, there's real quality in in the in the Irish uh, player pool. Just at the moment, we're probably um, the English players, particularly you know, given World Cup final and given how um, how how they performed in in the Six Nations just gone, um, are probably a little bit more, I suppose, current or highly up in our. Um, you know, in our depth chart, but definitely the Irish players can get back. I think it's going to be fascinating how they come out of this, um, come out of this break, um, and maybe there was a bit of fatigue, both mental and physical, um, and you know they're going to bounce back up to the the form levels, the performance levels that you know they had for sure. They can actually pass out some of those, so some of those English players, or you know, someone like Jacob Stockdale, if he got back to the the try scoring form and improved areas of his defence, yeah, he might be a nice. Um, a nice option to have have on on the plane. Bundiaki could could be the dominant twelve, you know, and, and you can play Manu at, at thirteen. But um, you know, for me, just at the moment, there's probably a couple of too many question marks around form, and um, yeah, that's why there's probably not as many on the on the team. But I definitely don't doubt the, the, the talent that's there. It's just a case of, I suppose, getting getting some cohesion back in terms of an Irish game plan that's obviously in transition. And putting it on, putting it out on the park, and and you know getting some some big collective performances as a team because obviously everyone looks better then, and and if that happens, you know there's definitely more Irish guys on the on the plane. Murray, uh, a couple of lads that would have just about missed out from the Irish point of view, but will it just take a good Six Nations for this to turn, or how much is it a body of work over the course of four years that Gatland will be looking at rather than like immediately recent form? Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you look at that longer term, then there's really good body work there for for some of the Irish players go back um like 2018 is not that long ago when uh, Ireland were world beaters and and top of the world literally um so there's proven quality there and I I definitely think there will be a big touring party at the moment 
in terms of selecting a, a team, a starting team right now, we're, we're leaning towards that recent form. And, and that certainly will um, be strong in, in Gatland and whoever's selecting uh, in their mind when when it comes to picking the, the squad. I don't think you can doubt the quality of guys like um, Tyke Furlong, James Ryan, Dan Levy if he gets back fit, um, Connor Murray will be in the mix. Sexton, as we as we discussed, we've talked about Ringrose and um, Stockdale Earls. Those guys will certainly all be in the mix for selection, and I don't think it's um, uh, an unseeable scenario that several of them end up actually starting the tests. Yeah, it will be depending on what happens between now and then, and it's even more up in the air than ever now because we don't know what's going to be played and who's going to get a chance to impress and whether the Lions tour is even going to be 2021 i know that south african rugby union are they're doing a kind of worst case scenario plan for if, if it has to be moved so yeah there's a lot of ifs and buts that's always the case with lions so i think it'll be fun and interesting to uh, go back and revisit this i'll write down the, the full lists now and, and we'll go back to it at some stage whenever they pick the squad and the first test maybe um and people can have a good laugh uh, at my selections <laughs> and mine <laughs> don't write it down all right don't put anything up <laughs> Well, it's been fun anyway, no matter what. Uh, Murray, thanks a mil, as always. Thanks, Gav. And thank you very much, Bernard. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Thank you to everybody at home for listening. I hope you enjoyed the three episodes as the lads assemble their Lions squads for 2021. Uh, make your own notes or maybe re-listen in a year's time and see where we're at. Uh, mind yourselves in the meantime. We'll be back for a members pod on Monday and then back for the regular pod next Thursday. So until then, take it easy. I don't think we've met before. But I'm the referee on this field. If you're working as an accountant and you lose your job, nobody really notices. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. It's coming out! Robbie, Robbie, weekly. Little reverse pass. Oh! Oh! Oh!